Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charlie here. And uh, Charles is, um, he's skiing. You got the younger model here. I got the younger model. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna start with Taylor Swift. Um, she is in Australia and she said something during her concert in Melbourne over the weekend that um, is just a direct shot at Joe Alwyn, her, her previous boyfriend. Um, we wanna talk about that for a minute, but first, this is what Taylor said, and we will dissect it and explain why this is a shot at Joe. Imagining that instead of being a lonely millennial woman covered in cat hair, um, drinking my weight in white wine, I instead was a, I was a, like a, like a ghostly Victorian lady wandering through the woods with a candle in a candlestick holder. And I wrote only on parchment with a feather quill. And that was, in my mind, uh, what I thought I looked like uh, writing folklore. That was not what I looked like when writing folklore. But it was what I thought I was like. So that's all that matters, you know, is the delusion. I think this requires breaking this down some. So when she says, instead of being a lonely woman covered in cat hair drinking my weight in white wine, which Remember, she wrote folklore during the pandemic. She was with one person during the pandemic. And one several person. cats, and several cats. And several cats. So Joe that's, Alwyn. That's the guy, Joe and Alwyn. She was with him. So she is saying that she transformed herself into this Victorian woman to write the song, but calling herself a lonely woman during the pandemic. She was living with Joe Alwyn. He was actually helping her write the album. He's got credits on the album. Uh, in an, uh, using a pseudonym. R yes, exactly. And so for her to say that I was super lonely during that period is, it's, a, it's obviously a shot at him. And she's about to come out with a whole album with only shots at him, this poor guy. And, 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 and I wanna get into that just for a second. This poor guy. You know, I, I don't know a lot about Joe Alwyn. And I know about Taylor Swift that she writes about her ex-boyfriends and everything else. But at a point, it feels like high school. Oh. And it, it, it just feels like high school. And also, you know, this is, these are adults. She chose to be with him. And it may be that he wasn't a very good boyfriend. Who knows? It may well be. But it's like she's on this campaign to trash this guy and I don't quite get it. You know, it's like, at a point, move on. It feels like the guys don't really get the right of reply. Like, she trashes guy off every CD. It's a new guy that she's gonna trash. And we never really get to hear their side of the story because she's such a hero to people that I feel sorry for them. Well, because we love the music, you guys. It's so relatable. And here's the thing, all the Swifties, we're so sad that she was kind of like sheltered during the time that she was with Joe. Obviously, part of that was the pandemic. But a lot of that, you know, they would go out to restaurants, but not really as public as it is with Travis Kelsey. And but now so everyone is so sucked in. They're like, wow, she's finally able to spread her wings. A lot of people feel like Joe held her back from her true stardom. And now we cover her every single day. We during come, the time that she was uh, with Joe, we excuse didn't. me, we've covered her since she was 15. And she has never been held back by any of these guys in terms of her profession, in terms of what she wanted to do. I mean, if she was held back, 
She hasn't said that. Here's the thing. I think the the timing with this comment on stage is kind of interesting because we haven't really been seeing much of Joe since the breakup, since she started this whirlwind romance with Travis Kelsey. But last week, at the end of last week, we did see him out for the first time. And you know what? He was out with a gaggle of, of girls, of Good beautiful women. So I'm it's interesting timing. Guy. I hope this guy finds a baddie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it is true. I mean, look, now she's got a new boyfriend. And by the way, um, speaking of, she's wearing a bracelet. And the bracelet says TNT, which means Taylor and Travis. Ugh. And he I has. I love it, I love no, it. He no. has a similar bracelet. He got it for her and one for him. So look, she's. They're tied at the hip now. He was supposed to be in Australia. He had alluded to it, and it may well be because of what happened in Kansas City uh, during the parade last week. Uh, it may be that that's why he changed his mind. It could have be because of the party yeah, that the he was at. Yeah, the optics were already bad for yeah. him. He can't be there reveling in, in Sydney, walking on the Harbour Bridge. Like, you have to, like, stay in stay Melbourne. Kansas City. In, yeah, Melbourne. 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 Melbourne, excuse me, go. I'm dealing with an expert <laughs> who got the city wrong, by the way. <laughs> All right. Hi, this is Cindy McWilliams in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I truly hope it's not an all-bashing um, of Joe. I, I also do not know a whole lot about the guy and considering how long she was with him because she writes such amazing, beautiful songs that I do hope that a few of them are uplifting and not all, um, you know, total, total trashing of him because we definitely need to see the happy Taylor as well. Well, when you see the title of the new album, uh, <laughs> if it forecasts what's to come, uh, there's gonna be a lot about Joe in that album. Yeah. Okay, we gotta move on. This is really, really interesting. Uh, Billie Eilish was at the People's Choice Awards this weekend. Um, and this is such a sign because she's so young. And, you know, this is what happens when young people become stars and then there are younger people behind it's them. True, true. It's so true. So she is sitting there in the crowd as they're presenting awards. Listen to what she said and how she groused about a certain group. <laughs> She is pissed off that there are TikTokers in the room. I think this is so interesting. It's almost like, why are they judging what's going on here? Well, number one, it's called the People's Choice Awards. Right. Right, and those are people. Um, and number two, it's sort of like, you know, TikTokers aren't really part of the art world. Well, that's, what, that's what actors said 15 years ago about reality stars. Totally. It's the same concept. And building on that, I would say Billie Eilish is not alone at all. It's always been like this. There's for some reason been a huge stigma around social media stars. People have always been looked down for being YouTubers. And then there were people who were only Vine famous. And now you have, oh, but they're just TikTokers. So they're not taken as seriously. And frankly, I think it's because these people are threatened. They know that TikTok's the future. That's the platform that everyone's on and is looking towards. And these people are the most popular on it. And the other thing is, when you look at what happened at the People's Choice Awards, and then you look at what happened at the BAFTA Awards, uh, which were in London, um, it's like different universes. So at the People's Choice Awards, big winner, Barbie, right? Barbie wins, yeah. you know, Travis Kelsey wins Best Athlete and everything else. 
But when you go to the BAFTA Awards, shut out. Barbie gets shut out. Oppenheimer's the big winner. So the BAFTA Awards are people in the industry. People's Choice Awards are people who are just the fans. It's a popularity right? contest, yeah. But then the question is, if you're making movies, who are you making them for? You know, who are you making them for? Because you've got these awards that don't align. They right. don't align at all. That the that what the critics are saying is, Barbie, not so much. Yeah, but like McDonald's is like the everyone's favorite food in America, but doesn't mean it's the best. Just because it's the most popular doesn't make it the best. And that's probably true. And maybe the issue is they say it's the best, they like it the most, but aren't they supposed to be catering to them? And it seems like there's this huge divide between the two. Hey guys, Christy from Texas. How's it going? We're good. I just want to comment on Billie Eilish. I, I love Billie. I love her so much. But I think she's uh, kind of in the wrong here because, like you said, TikTokers are people. They are fans, and they're they're there to help to lift her up and and all the other artists. But um, I, I understand we don't want to water down our award shows with people that actually are not talented. I understand that from Billy. She is hugely talented and, and she doesn't want um, our shows to become a talent show contester. I kind of get that, but- Can um, I ask you something that's really alarming yes. to me? Is that aquarium like Squid Games? Because I'm only seeing one fish in there. <laughs> it kind of is. We have an eel that eats everything. So we this have is, to- This is a bad concept. <laughs> this is a bad concept that you've got a, an aquarium where they're eating all of the other fish. Uh, absolutely. And it's sad. Why would we be getting livestock and then letting them get killed? I beg my husband, but he loves the eel. And the eel <laughs> loves to eat the livestock. So Billie Eilish is the eel. <laughs> and the fish are the TikTokers. Oh my God. Oh God, tell your husband to be <laughs> kinder. This is nuts, I think, on, on multiple levels. So the Today Show has four hours. The fourth hour is hosted by Hoda Kotb and Jenna Bush. Jenna Bush was not there on Thursday. They were gonna have a co-host, Kelly Rowland. And actually, Kelly was on the first two hours of the Today Show talking to Savannah Guthrie about her movie, Mia Culpa, um, and then she was supposed to um, go over to um, actually stay in the same building and host with Hoda. Apparently, she walked out. Now, not apparently, she wouldn't do it. Now, the question is why? There are reports she wouldn't do it because she didn't like the dressing room that they gave her. She thought it was a slight uh, that they had given her a bad dressing room. So she apparently just left and she wouldn't co-host. So they had to scramble find somebody else to host. So that was the story that came out on Friday. Bethany Frankel decided to jump in on TikTok and give her opinion about this. Um, and she has gotten dragged for what you're about to hear. We wanna talk about it, because I don't get why she's being dragged, but this is what she said. Kelly Rowland walked off the set of the Today Show because the dressing room wasn't up to par. She was co-hosting with Hoda, and it wasn't it. I've co-hosted with Hoda, and I've arrived there, and the makeup area that you touch up in is 
was like, grab a croissant and some plastic and pray for the best. And it's just not what that's about. And it's an honor to be there and to sit down with Hoda. And that was not the moment for diva expectations. So she is getting skewered, Bethany is, because there are a lot of people who feel like a white woman should not be going after a black woman um, for um, being upset about that because it's not Bethany's experience. Help me out here. What does this have to do with race? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that, Harvey. Uh, nothing. The only thing I can kind of maybe think of people kind of criticizing Bethany for is like maybe the language, like, quote, diva. When you use the word diva as it pertains to black women, people take that as like, a, you know, coded, dog whistling kind of language. But at the end of the day, I don't think it is. I think it's just she's just calling her a diva because it sounds very diva-like, you know, black, white, whatever. Diva's a diva. So I agree with Bethany. Uh, it is outrageous that if, if this is in fact true, the way it's been described in reports, that she just walked off the set because she didn't like the dressing room. It's outrageous, frankly. It's insane. And there are, speaking of those reports, there's more details. Supposedly, what she didn't like about the dressing room was, one, it's incredibly small. And apparently, word around town there in New York is that, yeah, the Today Show dressing rooms are like closets. Which is, uh, which is what Bethany said. Exactly. So she's acknowledging, yes, the dressing rooms do, in fact, suck. There's more, though. Apparently, uh, Kelly had demanded a green room upstairs where Jennifer Lopez was, because J, J Lo appeared on the show as well that day to kind of plug her new album and whatnot. And Kelly and wanted to have wanted that space, but JLo was occupying it apparently. And when they tried offering her all these other substitutions, you know, like talent, like larger dressing room, dressing rooms, whatever, Kelly apparently de declined and walked off the set. And that is insane. There's nothing more to really say about it. But JLo is objectively a bigger star, a much bigger star. Also, she's the guest on the show. I think you give the guest rather than the. Even Kelly's a co-host for for Hoda's hour, so the the, the hosts get the crappier. Um, rooms to hang out in. So I think that people calling this race or that sort of stuff, I think that's a bit misguided. I think it's kind of like star power and maybe Kelly feeling a bit like she was left out. But I mean, to make this about race, to me is crazy. I think basically a lot of Kelly Rowland's fans are black people who are now coming to her defense and defending her and saying she's not a diva. She's just got certain expectations that weren't met. So. I think it's it's fine people trying to defend Kelly Rowland, but I just th think they're a bit off here. Hey y'all, this is Monet Lady Broadcaster Anderson. Now I am not the biggest Bethany fan. I feel she tries to keep herself relevant at times by speaking on other celebrities. But I will say for this one, I agree with Bethany. Kelly definitely divvied up on this. I realize, we all realize she's a part of this elite Beyonce camp and she feels that she's on another level. And I think that whole J-Lo having the other dressing room really got to Kelly. So she exploded and she got angry. Kelly, it wasn't a good look. I don't even think Beyonce would have done this. Oh, Beyonce, I believe, would never have done that. Absolutely not. Yeah. I think this was, around now is Kelly's Beyonce moment, though, because she's just got this new film coming out where right. she's acting it, she plays a lawyer, Tyler Perry produced, and she wants to be, like, the star for once. And so now... And, the, and then all her people propped her up, and then all of a sudden it's like you sink down because there is that pecking order. Yeah. But anyway, um, this is so funny. So Pedro Pascal, who's just great, um, he was in one of these roundtables, actors' roundtables, where he was talking about um, how he memorizes lines for movies. And this is very weird. I get it, though. I yeah, get I, it. I do, too. But he calls himself psychotic. I bet I could find 
and show you like the psychotic example, this physical example that I have now that I have to do to learn my lines. What do you got there, Pedro? So this is this like psycho first letter of every gibberish. So you just see the bunch of letters, right? So yeah. It'll be like, so basically, <laughs> I'm the Unabomber. Um, <laughs> yes. You just use the first letter of each word and in kind of these sort of like towers, these like columns, I guess. And then it's this very, very tedious way of like making yourself learn the line. Nothing you can do is not hot, in my opinion. He, he is a, the favorite actor in Hollywood right now and that he learns his lines this way, I think it might catch on. Well, I, I, not only do I get it, I do it. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't do it with one letter, but if I need to like remember things and there's a lot, I'll have keywords. And right. it's the same thing as letters. So I get it, it, it just looks weird. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's the thing. If he just said, I write down the letters from my lines to help memorize them, that would make complete sense. You'd be like, oh, okay. But when you see it, it's like one of those letters the Zodiac Killer sent cops back in the day. It's like, what is this psycho crazy thing he's doing? At least it wasn't newspaper clippings or something like that. That'd <laughs> yeah, be he's just cutting out individual letters and just pasting them on. Right, it's like some e either he's memorizing lines or somebody was kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shanine, I'm in London, and I'm with Kieran Culkin. I think it's gibberish, I think it's crazy, but Pedro has gone out of his way to learn his lines and find a way that works for him. And in a world where lots of people are neurodiverse, it's really nice to see an alternative that isn't just, I'm gonna read the script and hope it stays in my head. I have no idea how actors can memorize, you know, a movie's worth of lines. Like if you're the lead person, if he's in Last of Us, how does he? They don't do it all at once. Yeah, but you gotta, <laughs> you memorize most of them, don't you? Tina Knowles is jumping to uh, Beyonce's defense here. I'm not even sure that I should use the word defense because this is such a ridiculous comment. John Snyder decided to weigh in on Beyonce moving into the country music field with her new album, and she's released two of the songs, um, one of which I believe went to number one, Texas Hold'em. So uh, John Schneider thinks that it is not Beyonce's place, it seems, to, uh, to go into country. Um, and he used terms that I think generously can be called dog whistling. The lefties in the entertainment industry just won't leave any area alone, right? They just have to seize control over every aspect, don't they? They've got to. Uh, they've got to make their mark, just like a dog in a uh, in a dog walk park. You know, every dog has to mark every tree, yeah. right? So that's mm -hmm. what's going on here. Uh, Shania and the other folks you talked about, what they did is they they were in country music and they went out. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's one thing. But people coming into country music have a, because uh, I know a little something about country music. Well, so does Tina Knowles. Uh, she was outraged by what he said. And she said over the weekend, uh, we have always celebrated cowboy culture growing up in Texas. We also always understood that it was not just about it belonging to white cultures only. In Texas, there was a huge black cowboy culture. She goes on, when people ask, why is Beyonce wearing cowboy hats? I actually laugh because it's been there since she was a kid. We went to rodeos every year and my whole family dressed in Western fashion. So this is crazy. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. That, that, that he would launch on Beyonce this way.
So Blanco Brown is a rapper and a country artist uh, who has strong opinions about this. Actually, we tracked him down. He's in Poland performing for the USO. Wow. And he's joining us live right now. Blanco, welcome to TMZ Live. Howdy, love and blessings. And same back to you. Um, what do you think about this? Oh, man, I really don't know what his uh, motive is or the objective is, but I feel like um, anybody could do any type of music that they want to do because we have freedom of creating. Right. Have you, have you found any sort of hardships in country music yourself? Man, I put out the Get Up in 2019. Uh, I just put out a new single called Sunshine Shine, and everybody is loving, laughing, and enjoying my music. So I really don't look, you know, past the love that I receive and my purpose over everything. You know, you, you, you look at what's going on here. Obviously, Darius Rucker um, transitioned over to country. I, I believe that T.I. and Nelly have also done the same. So I'm not sure what his point is, but a lot of people, black, white, and other, have traversed from pop to country. So what is behind all of this? What do you think? I feel like um, there's a lot of artists that are inspired by country music, so we should take it in stride and look on the bright side. Um, the genre is at, its, at, a, at a very high rate right now, and it's only growing. And it's spreading across the world like wildfires. It's actually one of those type of sounds that people say, hey, I didn't know I loved this that much. So I feel like it's more eyes on the genre and bringing more value to it. And we can keep it at a high rate, at a high pace. It's more so in the hot 100s on charts and not just on country charts now. Um, you got several artists that are top 10 in country. And there's more than ever at top 10 on Hot 100 rather than it just being a country chart. Well, country music is having, like, its moment right now, big time, because not only Beyonce's crossing over, but Lana Del Rey's doing an album, Post Malone's gonna do an album, but for some reason this guy only has a problem with Beyonce, which strikes me. It's gonna be the biggest album in country of the year, and maybe this guy's got an issue with that. Yeah, well, the other thing, Blanco, is, you know, it's one thing if he's telegraphing the way country fans feel, but country fans clearly like it because it went to number one. So um, I would assume that what he's suggesting, if he's suggesting um, that Beyonce, for whatever reason, uh, should not be going into country, the country fans don't agree with him. That means that the country fans and the world outside of the country agrees um, that the song is amazing. I feel like if a song is amazing, people will consume it. If it sucks, then people won't support it. Either way it goes. So somebody likes it and the word has spoken. Good music should be heard and written and be free uh, to deliver and express. I gotta tell you, um, I, I love country music and I listen to it all, I've listened to it for years. Um, the title of songs make a, makes a, a difference to me. Um, I love the title of your new single, Sunshine Shine. Um, I just love the name. Tell me about it. Man, Sunshine Shine is an expression of being a light. No jewelry, no uh, materialistic things. Just being somebody that could spread light and joy to somebody else. I got that sunshine shine on me. I'm in my tackle box and I brought my favorite Yeti. Like, come on now. Like, who don't want to have that good fun? Send out a pun. Are you performing these songs for the troops out there over in Poland? 
definitely. Um, I performed it tonight, and everybody got up in line, danced like they heard it a million times, and it just came out last Friday. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, we so appreciate uh, you jumping on, and uh, good luck there. And uh, um, supporting the troops is really great. So thank you so much. Thank you, Blanco. I'm looking forward to more good music, and um, I'm dropping my new EP, April 5th, Heartache and Lemonade. Blanco, Beyonce collab soon. Definitely, let's make it happen. Okay, man, thank you so much. Really appreciate Bless it. Okay, we are gonna take a break. When we come back, we got new video uh, from the shooting at the Kansas City Super Bowl parade, where you're gonna actually see the people who allegedly fired those shots. And what you're going to see is eye-opening and alarming. Welcome back to TMZ Live, Harvey and Charlie here. So um, we got video that I think explains a lot uh, of what happened last week at the Kansas City Super Bowl parade uh, where the shooting broke out, where one person was killed, 22 injured. And the police said that there was an argument between at least three people that led to this gunfire. So we're gonna show you this video now. So watch closely. What you're about to see, these are three people, we've blurred them, who wanted to take a selfie um, right after the parade. If you look behind them, you can see these guys in red hoodies that seem to be beefing. Right, you can see um, uh, a man in a brown jacket and with a white hood, who also happens to be the man that uh, a Kansas City Chief fan tackled uh, several, several of them tackled, and they found a gun when they tackled him. Right. So that's the guy where they found the gun. That's the shot of them uh, subduing the guy until police came. They found a gun. You can actually see the gun uh, on the grass there. But to get some video of what led up to this deadly shooting is very interesting right now because, yes, it wasn't sort of like a terrorist attack or like a mass shooting type thing. You can see these boys get... And they are boys. Well, two of them are juveniles. Right. One is not. But it's just crazy. I, I, I think that's important, what you just said, Charlie. Because, look, technically, by definition, it's, it's a mass shooting because of the number of people who were hit. But uh, it, it does seem to be pretty clear now that this was not people who went to this parade with the intent of doing as much damage killing people. It looks like, like you said, Harvey, these were a group of people who got into dispute, uh, a dispute for some reason at the parade, and it just happened in the worst possible place because there were hundreds of thousands of people who were around, and that's why you account for all the people who were injured. So, and you know, it may, that's important. And, and what makes sense about that, I mean, nothing makes sense about this. I mean, these guys are insane that they did something like this and they are gonna be prosecuted as they should. Um, but what I never quite understood was if this were a mass shooting, why would they wait until the parade was over? Oh, if that's, that's really what they were going to do. I mean, these people were presumably, and, and uh, you know, who knows what the intent would be, but you had superstars, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the Kansas City Chiefs, who went right by this area, right? right. So if you were looking to do the maximum amount of damage, I mean, there are other ways they probably could have gone about and God for And God forbid if of any course. of that would have happened. I, it's even but hard to say that. It never, it never made sense. And this doesn't make sense, but the idea... You know, it makes even less sense that these guys get in an argument and they end up shooting up a crowd. In a crowded space, they're firing shots at each other and missing and right. hitting bystanders. With an assault 
uh, rifle and all the damage that that can do. I mean, it's it's horrible to want to do something like this to anybody anywhere, but to 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 just blatant disregard for human life to do this at a parade where kids are shot. I mean, it's disgusting. It's going to be interesting to see what prosecutors end up charging them with because, I'm look, I, they have not charged them with murder or even manslaughter in this case. However, there is something called felony murder where if you commit a felony and somebody gets killed in the process, that is a murder and you can prosecute them for felony murder. There's clearly a felony going on by pulling a gun and shooting it into the crowd. And so it'll be interesting to see if they use felony murder or whether they approach it differently. Uh, but this is not over in terms of what prosecutors are going to end up charging these guys with. This is Dre Mack from Kansas City. Number one, pray for KC. This is still bothersome to even have these young guys. You know, unfortunately, the, the allegations from these young guys of what they did is still horrible. Uh, from from people that have reached out to me, uh, there is uh, there were these young men that were out there that were uh, going through the crowd, bothering people, pushing, shoving, doing all kinds of things to kind of create attention from what I was told prior to this happening. And unfortunately, you know, people were hurt and everything because of this. So. I'm kind of interested what the prosecution is and in all of that, but I'm I'm just so disappointed in in you know these allegations of what happened with with these with these young people, and I just want everything to get back to normal, and that's what we're praying for for everybody in KC and for the family of Lisa Lopez. Uh, so. I I'm will I will give an opinion on that. We are so far from normal in this country that it's not even funny. It is. We're in bad shape. Yeah. Um, so, uh, related news, um, Donald Trump um, has decided to go into the sneaker business. Right. Um, and I think people are misinterpreting what, the, what is going on here. People are saying, oh, he's doing this uh, because he needs, to, he needs to get some money to pay off a half a billion dollars in judgments. That's a lot of sneakers. That's a lot of sneakers. So <laughs> he, at SneakerCon in Philly this weekend, he debuted these sneakers. He's selling a thousand of them for $3.99 a pop. Um, and it says, never surrender on this emblazoned on the sneakers. So this is the rollout. Listen to the reaction from the crowd. Hello, everybody. So thank you very much. And we have a few young ladies that are up here crying. Look at you with the Trump 2024. Thank you, darling. I love you too. Wow. A lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion in this room. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Some booze there. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's it's pretty clear to me that he's making a play for maybe the youth, right? Sneakers, these are sneakers, yep. not sort of comfortable shoes with insoles. And he's trying to cater to that audience that is maybe not into Biden, who seems a little bit older and maybe appeals to an older base. He's saying, look, I'm the youthful candidate of these two. Well, you know, what's interesting about that, Derek, is that... There is an opening for younger people for him because there are a lot of young people who are upset with Joe Biden, especially with his position on the war in Israel um, and or in Gaza. And uh, that, you know, a lot of young people are not um, are not on Biden's side on this and they find it a deal breaker. Um, and you even heard Congresswoman Tlaib over the weekend saying that in her state, don't vote for Joe Biden in the primary kind of as a protest. 
So maybe Trump sees this as an opening to appeal to young people and young males, I would assume. Um, and um, that is, to me, what this is about, not about making money to pay off a half a billion dollar judgment that I think right now he doesn't have any intention of paying no. because he thinks he's going to win an appeal. Brandon from Kansas City. Now, Harvey, I'm going to slightly disagree with you. Uh, I, I just want to, you know, young or old, I don't think it matters who's going to buy these. I just want to know the quality of these. And if I'm going to see anybody in open runs and gyms this spring and this summer wearing these on the court and see how many points they can put up wearing these beautiful gold shoes. Gold sneakers with a giant T on it saying never surrender. Uh, definitely not a part of my fashion uh, wardrobe here for this spring, summer. But yeah. the, co the coolest person at the MAGA rally will be rocking those shoes. Oh, God. But it's true. Like, if you wear them to the rally, everyone's, ah, oh, that guy's down. Only a thousand. Only <laughs> a thousand true. sold. We told you last week that Offset and Cardi seem to have reconciled. This after she said that he was dead white and that she was gonna start 2024 alone. That's the way it seemed for sure. Uh, well, they were celebrating in Valentine's Day. They were all loved up, uh, going out to dinner. Seemed real happy. So this weekend, we got pictures of Offset in Florida alone. I think this was Pensacola, I believe, at a casino gambling for three hours alone. That sounds like fun, though. I don't think those two ideas are like opposing things, that he's happy with his family, but he's alone gambling, so the marriage must be on the rocks. No, he's blowing off a little steam. Looks like a good time. Yeah, I tend to agree with Charlie here, which is pretty rare. But yeah, it was, Holly <laughs> it was Hollywood, Florida. Um, it was at, He was at the casino Hollywood, by himself. Hollywood, Florida, sorry. Yeah, he was uh, playing $2,000 hands, we're told. He was there for like three hours. Um, I know you were asking this morning how he was doing. We don't know, but I would assume if you're playing for three hours, you're probably doing pretty well. Although, Harvey, you think that no, I think he's, he's losing. Bad. Oh no, no, no! I think if you're playing for three hours, you're losing. Unless you're a professional gambler, if you're playing for three hours, you're digging yourself out of a hole. Unless you're a good gambler, unless you're good at cards, you know it does happen. If you're good at cards and you start scoring and scoring and scoring, you leave after an hour. No, two hours. Stay. Tops. No, two hours. Tops. You're on a heat of it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Hi, I'm Sammy from Chicago, Illinois. I think it is weird that he was by himself because he never is by himself. He's always like with a group, especially gambling for that long and shaking his leg like that. I think he was losing. Uh, look, I agree with these guys. It, it has nothing to do with whether he broke up with Cardi B again. If you're out gambling, I'm sure it's not, I, I, I'm not, I shouldn't say, I was going to say, I'm sure it's not her thing. It may be her thing. I know, but, but you he don't likes... want to be with your spouse right. when you're gambling. You do not want to be with your spouse when you're gambling. Because they're just naysaying. Oh, stop. <laughs> don't, don't do, uh, let's just leave. I know. No, no. Okay. Okay. Um, every weekend we put polls up on the website to take your temperature on how you feel about things that happened last week. We did it this weekend, and here are the results. Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, post-parade party either terrible to do after a shooting, or they had every right to chill and celebrate. Huh. Oh, interesting. I'm actually surprised. 75,000 people too. If they were different different people, the result would be different. They're so beloved that... I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid to go to big public events. Absolutely no one is safe, or screw that, I'm going to live my life. I agree with that. Both things can be true at once. No, I, no, it's not both things are true no, at once. No, no, no I, it's, I that it's that half the people are scared to go out. I would click on both of those two because- No, I, no, you, they didn't click on both. <laughs> they can only click on one. But the fact that that's down the middle- I know. Says something. I know. Uh, okay, next one. 
Taylor and Travis will get engaged either by June or never, ever, ever. Oh, this will be interesting. I think it's the last. There you go. I happen to agree. That's our website, folks. Uh, I, I support Kanye's music. Absolutely, he's a genius. No way, he's an anti-Semitic jerk. Mm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised by that. He's been on a tear lately with some horrible things he's been I'm doing. A little, I'm a little surprised at that. I'm a little surprised at that because there's so much anti-Semitism right now. And his album has it went to number one. Yes. So I'm actually a little surprised. Next one. Kim Kardashian should date another celebrity or a normie. You and I have had arguments about this. Oh, I this. hope it's a normie. See? Well, they, she, she should date a normie. She should date a normie. But will she? No. <laughs> oh, I agree with you. Uh, Beyonce's country music album, I love it or country's not her thing. Well, that's interesting. Mm. Mm. What? Wow. What? Wow, I'm, I'm shocked at that. shocked. Okay. You guys are wrong. Okay, next one. That's I it. may vote for RFK Jr. For sure, better than the alternatives or nope, COVID is a deal breaker for me. You know what's interesting about that? What's interesting about that is, yeah, you can look at the COVID side of it. 37% of the people said they would vote for him. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yes. I mean, he's going to have... He is going to have a really big impact on this election. Even and if nobody's talk, And nobody's talking about it because he has been banned from cable news. They won't put him on, even though he's got that level of support. Um, people are going to be really surprised at this. Poor Madonna. So Madonna was in Seattle over the weekend with her concert, and um, she's killing it. I mean, she's really doing well, as you would expect. Until this happened. So she is sitting in a chair, and watch this backup dancer, and watch what happens. It is jolting. <laughs> well, well, listen, this is clearly the backup dancer's fault. He lost grip and then Madonna ended up tumbling with him. Uh, but listen, Madonna's 65 years old. It's amazing that she's on stage doing performances the way she is well, considering. Jacob, that she it's had not a number like she's 100. Problems. Well, she's, listen, she's in her middle ages and maybe she should stop. She should stop doing the lean back on the chair bit because it could be, uh, it could cause serious damage. But this was not her fault though. It's the backup dancer wearing high heels. No, slips on the high It's a gonna... risk that she takes when she participates in these types of tricks. Jacob, you are, Jacob, you are aware that she is a very physical performer, right? Yes, I am aware. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe she needs to tone it back a bit as she's getting older. That's oh all I'm saying. I'm looking God. out for her, if anything. Well, what else do you guys want to talk about? Uh, Dana from Trenton, New Jersey. I want to comment on Taylor Swift and her exes. Um, in all fairness, when someone says that they're feeling lonely and they're in a full relationship, I just think that, to me, that's screaming there's some kind of intimacy issue there. But he got to know, like, if you're dating Taylor Swift, you're going to end up in the song. So hopefully she's feeling she's not feeling lonely with Travis. And we got to give her a little bit of empathy. She's been through a lot these past couple of weeks. So, so wait a minute. So, so you're saying it should be buyer beware when somebody dates her that this is going to happen if they break up. Absolutely. <laughs> they know what they're getting into. I can't wait for the Travis breakup album. That's oh, gonna be God. Fire. Oh, my God. Uh, one more. First of all, Miss Franco should never come from one of the Childs of Destiny. I think that um, Kelly 
has every right to have a certain level of expectations of her dressing room and her surrounding areas when she's about to do a show. So I don't think there's anything wrong, wrong with Kelly having certain level of expectations, just like Bethany did when she made the same complaints. This sort of thing happens on TV all the time. It's not, it's not like glamorous behind the scenes and she's got to just pull herself up and do the show. You want to see glamour? Right. <laughs> I had to go home and change. He did. I actually made him go home because he was wearing a terrible T-shirt. <laughs>So Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez, they have opulent lives. So check this out. We got pictures of them at a Chinese restaurant in a strip mall in Miami. And you would think, why did they do this? They were there for two hours with another couple. The fact is, this is a apparently a fabulous restaurant. Mm. And by the way, strip malls are the new great restaurants. Oh, I know. You uh, gotta go where the locals go and often these restaurants aren't sort of like big publicized in the heart of town. They're a little sneak off ones. We got one in Hollywood called Sushi Park, which is in a strip mall and it's considered to be the best sushi joint in town. So uh, they're with the normies uh, and then they go home to their mansions, boats and planes. Just for the richest guy in the world to be going into a strip mall though, it's just, it's striking. With bodyguards. <laughs> Good job today. Thank you very much. Nice shirt. Thank you. You too. We'll you too. Not we'll bad. Not bad. See you tomorrow.